you'll find that life is completely different when you remove all of that pressure of having to come up with your next trick for next month. You know, when you take all of that away, you'll actually be your true creative self. And then you'll do only the things that you're super passionate about that bring you pure joy. You hear all the bull about marketing every day. Make your money in your sleep. My new offer is crushing it. My guru could beat up your guru. It's time to go right to the source and get the truth about marketing. With your host, the founder of CopyChief.com, Kevin Rogers. Everybody, it's Kevin Rogers here. Welcome back to The Truth about marketing where we go deep with the greatest experts in marketing today to find out the big secret behind how they get huge results. I'm thrilled to bring on my uh, now friend and a uh, guy I've been a fan of for a long time and a personal mentor of mine, James Schramko. Hey, James. Hey, Kevin. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, buddy. Uh, it's been a fun year. You and I have accomplished a lot together since I joined your coaching program, Silver Circle. Uh, some people know it took me from a trash can to a dumpster and uh, <laughs> then on to even greater heights. I still think shipping containers within reach, Kevin. You've got so much potential. Yeah, and you can decorate them so much better too. Uh, you can actually start You can bringing... stack them. You can stack them on top of each other. Yeah, you could. Tr that's right. You could have a double decker, and then you could probably travel free if you, uh, you know, made some friends at the at the shore. Well, it's like anywhere feels like home. You know, ship, <laughs> truck, train. That's right. I like that idea. We, we may be onto something. That it might be the modern day RV. It is actually quite a big trend. Shipping container conversions. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> you slap a slap a chassis on that thing, and you're good to go. I went out to the kids' motocross on the weekend and they had three shipping containers, had two side by side with a little gap and then one on the top and that had been converted into the judge's stand and uh, observation tower. Hmm, interesting. Wow, so that's a real thing. Yeah, you would think those things get old and sort of need to be repurposed at some point, yeah? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I like that, I like that idea. Cool, buddy. So, yeah, you are a uh, great coach. You put out a lot of excellent content every week. You run two membership forms. One is called superfastbusiness.com. The other is a little more private and exclusive. Uh, that is called Silver Circle. That is the service I've been proud member of for a year now that has literally changed my marketing in my life. And so today, James, I want to talk to you about the thing that you did in your marketing, something you tried, whether it was calculated, sort of a mistake gone right, or just something on a whim that really moved the needle in ways that you would not have expected. Well, it uh, actually really brings us back to how we ended up in the situation we're in now. So it's, we're gonna go back in time, maybe five or six years, possibly even seven years ago, where I was too much focused on one-time business and not enough focused on recurring. And I sort of accidentally created this epiphany of the recurring subscription model for myself. I'd stumbled across it where I had switched from promoting single products to recurring products. So that was good as an affiliate, 
but I didn't really have that for myself. Like most marketers, I was doing one-time things. And on one of the affiliate promotions that I was promoting, there was a $2,000 product. And of course, back then, and I'm sure it is now, I haven't looked, there's probably big bonuses on offer when someone does a product launch. Back then, I used to do a promotion each month. And on this particular promotion, I decided that my bonus would be to help people get more value from their product and to coach them. Now, typically, I had done this before with a few products. I would give them my Skype details and then I would help them through their business. But in this case, I had sold so many of this product. There was somewhere around 80, I think, wow. something like 78 or 80 at 2,000 each. It's a nice haul. Yeah, with $1,000 commission, I decided to get a membership forum platform and group train them. I thought I would put modules that relate to the course they'd bought and I'd help them all together. And the one little thing that I did that really changed the rest of my life was instead of the old way of just opening them up, letting them get in there and then closing it, I decided that this might be a forever thing. Maybe I'll get them in there and they'll enjoy it and perhaps they'll stick around. So what I did is I created a coupon for a trial offer and it allowed them to go and get 60 days for free of coaching to help them support them through their product. And if they didn't hate it, then they could stick around and just stay there and do nothing. And then their credit card or PayPal would start billing. In fact, I think back at the, in those days, it was just PayPal. Hmm. So I'd gone into PayPal and set up a 60-day subscription using the cart that I use where it was free but then starts billing. So this is a continuity program and you've got to be really, really careful around how you communicate this to customers. For one thing, you absolutely have to tell people that this is what happens. Yeah. And my real test was how much resistance or pushback would I get from people having to enter a subscription where they get the first part for free? And what I found, and I was absolutely stunned by this, nobody had an issue with it, hmm. not one person. And since that time, it's been my favorite approach. So what I'd effectively done is create this magic ability to turn a one-time sale into a recurring income by packaging it in a different way than I'd been doing it before. And that created the first forum that I had, which was called Superfast Results, which went on to morph into Fast Web Formula and it's these days Superfast Business. But I've enjoyed a recurring income for six or seven years from my own community. And of course, once I had my own one, I was able to redirect my affiliate promotions that, that was promoting someone else's recurring community back in back to base, back to my own program. Mm. And uh, I've done so ever since. Really incredible. And so you, you had probably heard of obviously membership sites and recurring revenue models before. What do you think held you back from attempting it before it sort of happened organically? through that affiliate bonus where you suddenly had 80 people you'd promised to coach and sort of needed a solution, right? That was going to make it feasible to give the value you'd promised to that many people. 
do you think it's sort of a natural evolution of becoming a confident, capable marketer that you feel like suddenly, all right, you know what? I, I believe I have plenty to offer people that I could deliver monthly for their fee. I think a few things held me back. At the time, I had I just quit my job probably six months prior. So I was pedaling hard on that bicycle. Man, I was... Yeah. I you know, I had those days, yeah. A couple of retail clients who I was doing websites and SEO for. I had my monthly affiliate promotions. I had affiliate promotions ongoing, evergreen ones, which was a good thing to do. And how big was your list at that time? Uh, I'd say it was somewhere around 10,000 contacts in Aweber. Mm-hmm. And... I was pretty much the world's biggest affiliate for one particular product, but it was a one-time thing. So that was consideration I had in the back of my mind for how long will this last? And, and history has shown it, it fizzled out eventually. WordPress just came and smashed this software that I was promoting. Mm. And I actually turned off a $5,000 a month income stream because I no longer believed the product was the best solution for my customers. And there was, there was a few phases that I went through, but... Absolutely. First thing, I was overwhelmed with all the stuff I had on because like most entrepreneurs scrabbling for a f- survival, I had too many projects on at the same time. I didn't have enough team or support in my own business. At that stage, I didn't have VAs. I may have had one help desk assistant and a contracted article writer. That was it. And the second thing that really held me back was the, the implementation, the tech, how to and the discipline of actually not just keeping up with today's stuff, but how do I project forward and start building foundations for the next phase? And what I did to overcome that, and I wouldn't recommend anyone else do this anymore, is I got a partner to help me, someone who was very precise, very disciplined. He was actually a student of mine. At this stage, I had the first version of Silver Circle, which was just a recurring PayPal option that people could hit to pay me $700 per month for mentoring. And it was one-on-one. And this student was so good, he implemented everything I said, he had immediate gains, and he was a good guy to to help me get this stuff up and running. So I couldn't have done it without him, because mm-hmm. he was very good at researching options, configuring things on the server, and working out gateways, and then our, our Third component was having the magic Dave Wooding involved to, yeah. to hook stuff up. And I've been working with Dave for so long. Yeah. I mean, Dave is a tech guy, a programmer whose specialty is uh, helping APIs communicate well together. Exactly. His philosophy is if you can say it, then he could make it happen automatically. Hmm. So if you can describe what you want, he can program it. He's a genius. So luckily I had really good talent on hand way back then and and still to this day so i changed the partnership situation eventually because it turned out it got a bit lopsided down the track and that's fine but they were the main resistance points not having the time aside trying to take on too many projects and getting a little bit stuck with the tech but i mentioned that i wouldn't suggest that approach anymore because it's all templated and systemized now as you know because we've built copy chief from the ground up yep in the new way and that's only the sum of everything i've learned for six or seven years you know after making plenty of mistakes yeah there were a few little twists and turns along the way too that Mm -hmm. sort of widened the uh 
the asset made it even more substantial. Mm. Uh, if we go back to the main point here, at the time I went to a Maverick event in Baja and I was sitting there with Yannick Silva and a few of the other internet gurus of the time, some of them whom have sort of fizzled off. But I said to them, I've got an opportunity to speak at an event. What should I sell? And they said, sell a workshop. So my first workshop was pitched from stage and I thought it'd be really cool to help someone. And I was a bit naive. I really was trying to teach people everything possible. But I had a three-day workshop. Actually, it was a two-day workshop and I was going to teach them how to uh, find a market, buy a domain, write the sales copy, build the website and promote a product wow. in two days. And they're going to bring their laptop with Wi-Fi. Wow. Oh, so it was a live workshop. Live workshop. Holy smokes. And I thought I might sell 20 tickets. There was 550 people at this event and I ended up with 130 people at my workshop. Wow. It was $2,000 ticket price. Wow. And so I thought about this challenge and I got on to Dave and I said, Dave, I really need us to build the website script that we've been using for affiliate sites. I need to make it user-friendly for any man on the street. And he rose to the challenge and we figured out how to integrate into our forum a website building tool that allowed a person to just enter the headline, their domain name, their password for the server, the benefits, the takeaway, the, the uh, you know, we had that whole article format there and then the call to action and it would hyperlink off to the thing and it even did tricky stuff like it had sitemaps and RSS built in and then you hit publish and it just went up to the internet. And I'll never forget when, when we looked around the room as everyone was hitting submit on their sites and on day two, they had their own website that didn't exist the morning, the day prior. And wow. I did the same thing at the workshop, gave everyone a coupon. So when they purchased the workshop, they, they got the workshop. And this was the old one-time delivery thing, the old methodology. The new methodology is I'll give you a coupon to join my community where you can get in, you can use the website tool, you can network with each other. And keep in mind, this is before Facebook groups, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So there wasn't that element of networking and peer-to-peer -peer community that there, there is freely available now. And again, I found mo no one complained about having to enter their payment details. And most of them stayed, almost 75 maybe even 80% stick around after 60 days because they didn't want the workshop to end. Yeah. And to this day, and I've done 10 major events now, I give people who aren't members an ability to join up at a reduced rate or free Yeah. as long as they commit to sticking around if they stay beyond the free period. Now, was that 260K your biggest payday at that time? Oh, at, at the time, yeah. I remember going out to dinner the night after I spoke at the event. and I was. Oh, an another weird thing happened at that event. I think straight after I spoke, there was only something like 40 sales. Mm. But 
over the course of the rest of the event, people were doing this churn thing where they switched their order from whoever they'd signed up for <laughs> over to my package. <laughs> oh, I bet you were popular, buddy. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, the other you know, it's a lot about the speaking world. But <laughs> ultimately, the promoters don't care. They just want the money. Sure. They don't care if it's Fred or Charlie. What they do care about is that people get a good product and they don't cancel a refund. So I had no refunds. I only had one maniac ask for a refund after the event, <laughs> but but he was just very hard up on his luck, and I felt sorry for him. But yeah. I had a really good stick. People were very very happy with the workshop, and some of those core members are still to this day in the community, and that that's a long stick in an industry where you hear people talk about, you know, three months is good for a recurring membership. Right. I think that's baloney. It's it's got to be eighteen months or two years would be far more. Yeah. typical yeah. in the type of community that we're building because we're doing it in a different way than the old recurring subscription methodology. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's clear, sometimes the pricing is such that it's clear you just don't want people to bother hassle with the hassle of quitting. <laughs> you know, you're like trying to hope they forget that they're even a member of your community, right? I right. Mean, and, when, and when we do stuff like send weekly news updates yeah. and get in and interact with members every day, you know, they're not forgetting that you exist. And then we install software that brings people back in if right. they start slipping away. Like we're, we're basically flipping the game here and saying, what if we actually gave people only the things they need instead of a whole pile of crap. Yeah. And what if we actually cared about them enough to help them get a result so that they felt that their investment was by far the best thing that they've ever done? And I share same same ideas on this as you and also your first guest, Dean Jackson. Yeah. A membership where people don't have to do too much, but they get fantastic results is something they'll stay for. That's right. Yeah. And you make a good point about not having a million things in there you yeah, know you need less stuff because it's it's over that's right and you know i think the same is probably true for you james when people inevitably people are going to leave it's just the nature of the game because people circumstances in people's life changes and you and i are both also very thorough with the people uh, who do decide to leave because we want to know of course why and what we could do better or differently and I've yet to have someone say, this was total hogwash. This is not at all what you promised. It's always sort of, hey, really sorry to have to go. Look forward to being back. And I don't say that's a brag. I say that is a compliment to you and to emphasize, because that's how you trained me to build this. It, it was, it's about matching expectations. Yeah. Which I learned so much about selling Mercedes-Benz, mm. that expectations... And setting expectations, and I'm sure this comes up big time in copy. Mm -hmm. I'm sure when you get a freelance copywriter, their job is to sell as many units as possible because they might get a, a cut on the percentage. And the product owner's goal might be to sell lots of units. And in some industries, they have measures of like refund rate. If it's not high enough, you're not selling right. hard enough type thing. And I don't subscribe to that at all. I think that means that they're bullshitting their customers or there's a mismatch yeah. between what someone expected and what they got delivered. That's and right. what people don't realize is it's a way longer game than what you think. As an example here, the first thing, this affiliate promotion that I did six or seven years ago, I could have just taken my payout on the first commission, but I've probably 
tripled it or quadrupled it since in recurring subscriptions. Or my workshops. You know, the other speakers who spoke at the same event that I spoke at probably sold their one-time package, gave the promoter half of it, and then they're off to the next event because they run out of money. They right. have this, it's like a launch mentality. Yeah. Instead, I found a way to sustain the relationship with my customer and I treat the event as the starting point and then it becomes a forever relationship. And that's really the big point that I want to get across is stop thinking one time and think, how can I only ever do things that have a leveraged payoff? And recording a podcast is one of those things where you spend one hour of your life, but it has a leveraged recurring payoff because people are going to be exposed to it in the future. And thousands of people are going to be exposed to it. Right. That's an important point because podcasting is still on the rise in popularity. And another great thing you taught me recently was remember that you are speaking to future listeners, people who have no idea this industry exists yet. They're going to get into it. They're going to stumble upon you and then they're going to binge on your show for, for a weekend. They will, a week. They'll do what I did this morning. I'll search podcast platform for Kevin Rogers find out that you're a minister or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They'll gorge themselves on anything they can find. But I did find all your guest appearances as well, Kevin. Cool. Because if you do seed the marketplace with some good content, then that's going to revisit you. But you know, yeah. we switched slightly. I was mainly talking about the delivery mechanism yeah. of how you package things. And you are just a supreme case study for that, of packaging yourself in a way that you can have sustained value delivery for customers instead of a one-time stack. Yeah, well, that's the problem I came to you with. So it really was prime time for you to create a case study. And I swore to be your best case study. And you treat all your coaching clients as you take it very personally. You're deeply committed to their success. And that pays off in a, in a big, big way. And yeah, so much to talk about here, uh, but I want to focus on the idea of a membership community because I see a trend on the horizon here, James. I know several marketers that I respect a lot and some maybe less so who are all putting out how to start a membership courses now. But I only can think of a very select few of those people who I would trust to guide me on such an endeavor. Of course, as we've stated, you're the one who got me here. And so I think a lot of people are going to buy some program, maybe a software that's supposed to make it all push button easy. And then they're going to be shocked when nobody joins or nobody stays, partly for the reason that we talked about, you know, uh, making sure your, your message matches the desire and what you're actually deliver. But what other X factors are there in creating a membership community? What did you learn from launching this out of necessity and nurturing it over time? What is the X factor that makes a community work? Well, some of the things have been revealed in the marketplace since then. But of course, everyone puts a huge emphasis on content. Do you hear about thud factor and yeah. courses and how many modules there'll be? A little bit of emphasis has to go on the the coaching side of it, the fact that if, if you can find a community where the person running it or people who are, have expertise are actually there to help you and hold your hand and guide you, that could be very valuable to an entrepreneur. So finding ways where you can have that 
communication with your target audience on an ongoing basis, it's way better for them than them downloading a PDF and maybe opening it and probably not reading it. Yeah. So if you can have some kind of mechanism of coaching and that might have elements of accountability, it might have someone who just cares and is really invested in your success and you feel that you're not alone or isolated, that you all the frustrations and fears that you'll encounter and continue to encounter because it's not a static on-off flick of a switch, as you know. Yeah. That's the problem with some of those one-time solutions or magic-in-a-box things. There's actually elements of um, change that come up through different phases. Yeah. Probably the, the biggest one, though, that markets really proved is the community aspect. And your, if you build a subscription community or membership like we have, the people in it create the culture. The people are the culture. And it's always hard to predict what you'll get. You, you'll find it takes twists and turns that you would never have predicted. And I've seen over seven or eight years, I've seen the culture in my own community change mm -hmm. several times. The, the feel and the vibe of who's in there and what they're focused on yeah. seems to sort of move along. And sometimes it's a little bit guided by market fads. And we see this, I, I think maybe a year ago, the big thing to sell was high ticket programs and most of those have fizzled out and prior to that it was probably selling t-shirts on Facebook and then prior to that and so on and so forth. But these things will come around but the reasons recurring subscription will keep coming around is because it's just such a good business model. The idea that you get paid ongoing yeah. for a one-time effort is profound leverage and it really is some kind of a miracle. Yeah. That's why 90% of my business is recurring subscription. The, the part you didn't mention at the very beginning is that I have an entire subscription service business based around SEO that has been also going for about seven years. In fact, I, I started that in one of my workshops, mm. the, the current business model. It really is the right way to structure business if it's possible. And I think we are moving into... A more more of an awareness around that with great publishers putting out books on the subject that makes yes. sense. So yeah, you just had a series point. of interviews on your uh, on your podcast. I did. I mean, yeah. I am I am interested in this topic because I have, like you said, I I care a lot about my own customer success, and I've got twenty or thirty people who I'm responsible to get results for, and I want to be the world's foremost expert on setting up subscription coaching communities, and that's why the community aspect's strong. If we've got members like Kevin and me and a few others who you're aware of who are doing really well, mm -hmm. we learn and we cross-share the results and we benchmark and we can pass on things, you know, tick one little box on a merchant thing. It might mean that you could get paid from a different country that you were getting rejected from before type stuff. <laughs> right, right. You know, or yeah. you, you, know, you, have, you find a good supplier for themes or you figure out who the right program is, it's going to save you so much time and energy oh, by yeah. being able to network. So I think the community aspect is one of the trickiest things to do. And obviously people get hung up on the tech stuff. There's always a million questions yeah. on what software to use, how to get money. That stuff's all very doable and it doesn't have to be tricky. You don't even need any software really to set up a subscription deal you really could just get by with a lead page and an offer and a paypal button on a recurring setting if you wanted to get started like i did i literally had a paypal recurring button on a page on my blog 
which mm. people could click on if they wanted me to help them in their business. That's how my coaching recurring mm. subscription started. Incredible. You know, one other thing I'll mention about it that you say it's, I don't know if you called it a miracle, but it, it feels like that to me in regards to, it replaces the model of creating products that you hope your market is going to want. And I'm still shocked at sometimes how little research or surveying people do before they spend months or longer creating this product, uh, only to find out it's not at all what anybody wanted. But when you have a community, you're engaged in what I call the dialogue. As a copywriter, when I come into a new client's world, first thing I want to know is, where do I go to read the dialogue? Well, what is that? That's the conversation you've been having with your customers, your buyers and non-buyers, you know, all along. I want to read everything. And when you have that dialogue, you, you, you'll never run out of content, you'll never run out of inspiration, and you'll never run out of products that you can create that are really going to serve that person because they will tell you directly, I would love it if you would create this so I could accomplish this. And if enough people resonate with that idea, it's, it's, it's money in the bank and it's uh, value undoubtedly that you're going to deliver to your, your market. And yeah. And if you look at sites like Facebook, then what you see is this phenomenon of user generated content. Yeah. Like who's making Facebook valuable? It's yeah, the all users. the people who yeah. sit on there for 12 hours a day posting content. <laughs> right. Like your, in your community and my community, the users are actually creating the product on an ongoing basis with a little bit of guiding hand from us. If you want to step in and add more, which we both do, I run a monthly live mastermind and I also get in there and answer questions you know, earnestly yeah. pretty much every day and have done for years. If you want to boost it, it's great. But the the users will actually add lists and value and critique each other and generate product on the fly. And that's really the magical part of it is that you are harnessing human talent and collaboration in an environment where it's safe for them to do so. There's some privacy and they get a good feeling to belong to that. So I think that uh, I often say that running a community is a bit like being a parent. You have to have that nurturing and omnipresent responsibility. Yeah. However, the rewards are similar to as your child grows up and you know, turns into an adolescent and an adult. It's amazing to see what you've created. It sure is. And I tell you, it's never been easier to get in front of people in a dynamic way. I've started doing you know, hangouts weekly and I've started responding to questions more often with video, you know, experimenting with shooting right through the video, the YouTube app, so I could instantly post the link. And, and that's, uh, that's, that's great. A, multi, a multimedia community allows you to work in whatever medium you like. I send audios to yeah. Silver Circle. I send videos to Superfast Business. And I do a lot of dictation. I don't type. I just talk. And it, and it types for me. Yeah. And your customers are going to consume things in different ways. So we always transcribe our videos. In fact, every session from my annual live event, and there's some of the little, that's a little big, big magic tip there, Kevin. Mm -hmm. If you run a live event for any online community, you will get incredible stick from that. You'll get a massive culture injection. Plus, you'll be able to create content and ideas 
that will sustain the community for the next year. Yeah, and it'll allow a former dead broke comedian to fly to Australia. <laughs> it will. A tax deductible journey <laughs> to share how good he's doing with his homeschooling of his daughter. <laughs> well, James, I really appreciate your time. I don't want to abuse it. I like to keep these tight. You've given a ton of value. Is there any parting thoughts or ideas that you'd like to leave us with that I did not ask you about? It's just that, look, the main shift is that when I tripped over this, uh, initially dabbling in it as an affiliate and then creating something of my own, the, the first point is see if your customers would rather pay you on an ongoing basis than one time, as I put it to my customers, and they actually love it. And secondly, if you're going to do any kind of continuity or coupon with trial, you have to be crystal clear with your explanation. You need to remind people before billing you need to honor any requests from someone who sends you a note the day after they get billed saying, oh, they didn't intend to stay, just send the money back. And if you do that, you'll have very low refund rates. You'll have really, really good customers. And you'll find that life is completely different when you remove all of that pressure of having to come up with your next trick for next month. You know, When you take all of that away, you'll actually be your true creative self and you'll do only the things that you're super passionate about that bring you pure joy because it's like a club and you create your own club. And I, I think that if you do these things, you'll be better off than doing the one-time stuff. So see if you can move your business to a continuity business somehow. Love it. Thank you, James. If you want to learn more about James or see the fruits of all his labor in action, go check out superfastbusiness.com become a member. You could also see uh, how James teaches lesser wise, <laughs> lesser wise <laughs> marketers how to do this by joining copychief.com and seeing it evolve. You've got about eight years in a community. I've got one. So it's a pretty interesting contrast. We've been able to learn a lot together over this year. And again, Oh, you don't need to make all the mistakes I've made. You get straight <laughs> You go straight for the good stuff. It's, I know, I know. I'm, what a bargain. I'm really spoiled, really spoiled. You can actually exchange money for in, enhanced results or, or faster experience, just much like someone paying a good copywriter. So I, I recommend all of my business owners join Copy Chief because they should be getting access to good copywriters and they should learn the basic tenets of it because we're always selling whether we know it or not. Right. It is required. Sorry, if you want to be in this business and, and that feels icky to you, <laughs> you're going to have to get over it. And the best way to do that is to learn. Learn how it's done and then let it flow through you in a way that feels organic because you, you do have choices. You don't have to be hacky and hypey, but you do have to be genuine and you do have to sell. You do have to ask for the sale. So thank you, James. This was fantastic. Really appreciate you making the time to do this. And we'll talk soon, buddy. Thanks, Kev. <laughs>